Welcome in. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Red Rock Sports Podcast. Alongside Tyler Walgy, Nick Sopris, I am Jared All. What's going on, Jared? Got a Broncos heavy show today. One and zero, baby. Mm, Broncos. I'm I'm like so in this like football grind already. I'm getting the the I'm ready to be heard again. Football notes <laughs> in like I'm excited and I. I'm not sure what it is. Something about this, it's just it's just getting me a different way this year. I'm just so much more excited. And I think a lot of it is where we were this time last year. I'm not saying we're out of this whole COVID situation. Obviously, we're not. But I didn't think we were going to have a season. I kept saying that last year. No way. No way this is happening. No way it's going to happen. Roger Goodell will always find a way to have and a season. And if there's one thing I learned, money. the NFL will yeah. never stop. The NFL you will push shut on. it down. It's amazing how that works. Yeah, exactly. And I expect uh, the same this year. Even though we're starting to see this whole next wave of everything. I don't even want to get into what that could do to football, but let's hope that the NFL just pushes through. <laughs> just oh, they push will. through. Just got to grind will. through it. Exactly. So obviously the Broncos had their first preseason game this weekend. We'll touch a little bit about that. Some other things, kind of what we take coming away from that game. And then I thought we'd have a little bit of fun on this week's episode. Uh, you know, got to... Still kind of working through the dog days of summer here. I think we got a couple more weeks. We'll start to get a little more action. Got NBA season starting to come up here soon. And then obviously Everything's starting soon. The NFL is is getting Wait, ready to kick off. What about hockey? Are you guys, when it, does hockey you, start? You bring me on here for the as the hockey guy occasionally. I tried to actually find somebody else to bring on. I, I failed. <laughs> I failed. Hockey, I think it's like mid-October or so. Uh, a little okay. NHL. You don't even mention it. I mean, you just completely breeze through it, Jared, well, as if it, it, it doesn't exist at all. I knew you'd bring it up. Yeah, well, we can't wait for some hockey, but it's all starting soon. I mean, it's funny how the offseason's here. There's not much to talk about, and before you know it, it's... Well, it's so weird, and maybe it's a marketing thing. I, I don't know, but the NFL, it's almost more followed in the offseason, you know, like everybody is well, paying attention to the free agency, I mean, the draft, all that. Whereas the NBA, it's like, oh, it's draft day. NHL, same deal. Oh, it's draft day. I guess we'll look into who my team might take. And and so I just don't see uh I don't I don't see the, the, the trend, the pattern where it's like like you said, all of a sudden the season's here, we're starting to pay attention. Right. What is it about the NBA and NHL? They don't get that well, following. I mean, it's just the NA, the NFL's figured it out. I mean, they've made it interesting. The combine's now interesting. The 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 draft is interesting. Does the, the free NBA or NHL, you know, televise or advertise their combines? See, I don't know what that is because even the NBA, but NBA free agency has gotten up there. NBA yeah. free agents, it's so excited to see where they're going. Same thing with the NFL. But I think a lot of people just don't care about the hockey free agency or hockey drafts or hockey. It, the, the hockey draft, you're not going to see these guys generally for a year or so. And that's a big part yeah, of it. Yeah, baseball draft, they're going through Nine double years, a. ten years. Exactly. I mean, for some guys, it is that long. Seriously. I mean, uh, uh, football, they're in immediately. Basketball, they're in immediately. Free agents, things like that. But also, people just care more. It's just the NFL. People just watch more, care more, and that has everything to do with it. Look at, the, look at what's in Denver. You can get season tickets for... The Avs, probably tomorrow. Right. Yeah, I want season tickets for the Broncos. I've been on a it, waiting list for almost 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> when I heard it was like a 10, 12-year wait list, I just threw my name in. I don't Con- know where I'm at. Connor yeah. Holskamp, who I'm sitting in for today, uh, he's got season tickets to the Broncos. Really, now, ni- really, really nice ones, too. Yeah, I mean, he's he's now, I hear he has shown up uh, belligerent a couple times. and 
I'm, I'm, just, kidding. I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, have, I don't want to speak ill. Of, I have uh, sat in Connor's seats, and I will tell you, if you showed up belligerent, the people in that section would not be happy. So, okay, there yeah. are some diehards. Two in that things section here. Right First there. of all, respectable fans. Of course, there. Connor does, and I don't want to badmouth Connor. Of course, yeah, he shows up, up with his daughter yeah, most of the time. Okay, let's be careful. He's ready to go. But also, I do have you know. You go to an NFL game, it's a different experience, especially if you're sitting up top. Like, that's where you may not want to take the son or daughter these days. I mean, you guys been to a football game recently in the nosebleeds. Whew, there's okay. fights. There's really quickly. Bad la- I mean, it's I just mean, a lot e- of- Each of us, as appropriately <laughs> as you can tell it, worst drunken story at a, a ball game. Um, Whether you or somebody else. You know else. what? Actually, mine was at the. Broncos Ravens playoff game, the unfortunate playoff game where uh, I hate this story. Where Joe Flacco had the eighty yard pass hey, over. Know, Was it know. Raheem Moore? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that game, uh, let's put it this way: the person who I was there with fell asleep. <laughs> 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 I didn't quite uh, fall asleep or get there, but yeah, it was one of those. Uh, it was one of those games. Yeah, I had uh, back in the Tebow year. I had. Uh, uh, it was a family gathering that we had in the morning that, you know, this is like the whole extended family. We decided screwdrivers, you know, it's something that's a good okay. idea. Yep. And it was great. I was Lassie. perfect had I stopped, you know, there. <laughs> and then, of course, <laughs> then of course, you get to the game. I don't even remember going in the game. I'm apparently rooting for the wrong team the whole time. Oh, no. I, was, I was that guy. It was bad. It was oh, embarrassing. I'm lucky I didn't get arrested. Soaps, any good ones? Uh, nothing, nothing really air appropriate but uh when we went to uh broncos oh so you go hard uh, no, too much just too or he's much. classy yeah. super classy we held it was the broncos green bay game and uh it was like friendly banter with the packers fans and i think we held aaron Rodgers to like under 100 yards passing and the group we were with we just you couldn't help it you're just talking you know you start yeah. chirping and we won the Super Bowl that year. <laughs> I, I, Tyler and I, we're both CU Buffs fans. We actually do another show on the Woos Media Network. If you guys are interested, just start it up. Buffs Nation, give it a like, follow it. Anyways, we uh, – <laughs> I just I just kind of got off there. But I'm the same way any any rivalry game. I, I, I absolutely cannot have alcohol in my system in a Nebraska or even CSU because – I get rowdy, man, and and the the well, shit talking I, I get, comes out. See, dude. I get rowdy too, but I'm not usually. I'm I don't. Not, I don't mean to be as aggressive as I am, but I mean, you guys hear me on this show. You got to like keep turning down my volume. I'm, I'm a loud, aggressive person. See, I'm one of those. I, I, I take. Uh, I take it. I, I don't want Broncos fans or anything like that to sort of look bad. And so that's how oh, I take they it. Look I'm like, bad. oh don't no, worry. like is this going to be a thing to where this person's going to go home and say? I have Broncos fans are real jerks. You know, it's like the, this. The Broncos uh, fans booed Peyton Manning <laughs> off the field in their Super Bowl year. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, are yeah, the yeah. worst. Maybe fans. I should. I'm sorry. Spoiled fans. Maybe I should set my I'm sorry, up. Broncos fans out there. If you didn't know this information, I'm going to hit you with it straight. It, one of the worst fan bases in how they treat their own team and opposing fans. I am a part of that. I've been there. I have done it. I'm guilty. But. It's not something that Broncos fans are really known for being respectful. Well, I mean, I didn't know that. You're making a whole lot of friends here on this show, Jared. But I I, I really didn't, I mean, think it was, you know, to that point where they're one of the worst fan bases. But I've seen it to where I go to Vegas every year for the Super Bowl. Nick, you go to Vegas with me every year for the Super Bowl. Jared, you're too afraid, but I want you to start coming. Split my eights. Let's go. (laughs) But one thing that I always take away, because I go every year despite who's in it, 
I always sort of get an idea of how the fan base acts and, 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 and works. Now, is that fair to the fan base? Probably not. It's such a small sample. It's in Las Vegas. Bad things are going to happen Getting the Vegas anyway. crazies. But generally, you can tell different teams handle things different ways. The Patriots fans, yes, there's going to be a couple jerks, but overwhelmingly, and I think it's probably because they're used to winning, they're not too bad. They're not too rowdy. It's okay. Seahawks fans, I had some really bad experiences with Seahawks fans. Um, you know, there's, there's just certain fan bases where it's like, okay, I don't, you know, uh, Chiefs fans, you know, it's like they can get a little, a little too much sometimes, especially if you're a Broncos fan. So I've always just kind of been hyper. Raiders fans are pretty rough. I don't know if I would call Broncos the worst fans, but they're definitely, they're definitely a spoiled fan base. You got to win. You got to win now. Well, And I mean, that's so true because look at the expectations. You know, we went from Elway a couple years off, even the Brian Greasy years, it wasn't horrible. And then. You know, we've had uh, Peyton Manning. I mean, of all the franchises out there, Kyle Orton. Not, well, but, but <laughs> I, saying, I noticed I noticed Drew Locke's name didn't make it Look, in there. Of it's all early. the franchises out there, the Broncos have been one of the most lucky ones with quarterbacks. Now, if you're you know counting everyone. You know, including Drew Locks or guys like that, you're not going to get a good list. But look at every other franchise. I mean, some franchises go 20, 30 years without having anybody. So I think that Broncos fans have been lucky. And you're right, we're, there's a bit of spoiled going on. But there's, you know what? There's nothing wrong with having high expectations and Fair. being a rabid fan base. We always say Rockies fans need to be more. You know, d- don't support. You know, if, if things are going wrong, don't support the team. Don't do this. Don't do that. Well, Broncos fans are pretty aggressive, and so when they are, I guess I shouldn't. You know, turn our nose up at that. We so. are one to know. Let's well, start and uh, speaking of one, Drew Locke, has Drew Locke officially entered the MVP discussion? Yeah, extension. I mean, uh, right? Now. Has he started lock, dancing? Lock him up. Lock him up. I, I didn't. Did, was he dancing this weekend? You know, was I'm not sure if I did see for the regular season. Any dancing? He also uh, cut the hair a little short. He doesn't have the nice little little do going. So I, yeah. I think he means business. Yeah, that's no, what I, I think. Obviously, I think I'm joking. I, I, I actually Drew am off. really. It, it, in, Excited, curious to see next week Connor's take. We'll obviously have one more game on our belt because I'm kind of curious to see where Connor comes in with Drew Locke's performance because everybody is just raving about how great he looked. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, but what what did he have? Seven passing attempts or something like that? I mean, give me a break. Everyone's raving about this this deep ball to to K.J. Hamler. He was 10 yards behind the defense. If you can't make that throw, you don't belong in the NFL. Uh, let's not get crazy here. You know, everyone's talking about, oh, should they even give Teddy Bridgewater a chance in the second game, whatever. What did you see? Did you guys see anything out of Drew Locke that really cemented anything for him going into this year? I mean, he's looking good. I think he's, you know, answering a lot of questions in terms of not looking horrible, but I didn't see anything specifically in that game. I mean, I know everyone's raving about it. I didn't see anything in that game, no. I no, guess the word I would use is he seemed poised. You know, sure. it's it's preseason it's game. The, He's playing against second, third stringers. That that's it, a big point for me. Is the the Vikings did not play really hardly any starters at all. That the Broncos so did. much. Like, that really matters. And can we talk about that? I know, I know, I'm changing the subject here a little bit. Why? Why? Why did the Broncos play so many starters? Jerry Judy played the almost the entire first half. What are you thinking? I think they may be trying to get some schematic stuff figured out. I mean, maybe Vic Fangio is so on the hot seat that we don't realize that he doesn't want to <laughs> lose any games at all. Even so the put you one of your star receivers. Well, Dude, mind you, Corlin Sutton hasn't been cleared medically to come back. So, but so wh- this is wh- your number one receiver right now, putting him at risk out there. So why would that be like, why are they playing these guys deep into the game? Like why, what, what's the reasoning? I, I literally have nothing. I have nothing other than Vic Fangio 
is not well connected. He's not dialed in. You, you you hear coaches talk about the way they're approaching preseason, and and to me, if you feel you need to get your starters in to get in sync to work through anything schematically, just throw in the towel. You aren't going anywhere this year. I don't know. My argument to that would be it's a young team, young quarterback, young wide receivers, just trying to get some reps in. Uh, you know, just kind of build that that chemistry and that you know short season, um, three games that would be kind of. And if you do know that Minnesota is coming in with maybe their second team, that's a good way to get your, your guys some confidence. They start getting some first downs, putting some points on the board. So it's not all negative. But look, this is the NFL, and I mean, you expect these guys to pretty much be ready more or less. So I don't know. I mean, I, do you guys think? Obviously, it's kind of uncharted territory. Do you think we'll see much of the starters in the second game? Or I mean, it, it's it's totally up in the air. No one knows because it's a three game preseason. So we haven't seen any team approach this th- yeah. th- this yet. Some coaches have said they're going to approach the third game like the old third game where everyone plays. Some coaches have said they're going to treat it like the fourth game where no one does. So it's going to be team by team and. You know, if you feel like you're ready to go, why risk anything? And the Broncos obviously don't right now, but... They got a lot to play for. Yeah. Got to get connected. Vic Fangio has a lot for them to play for. <laughs> Vic. <laughs> All right. There were a few players that did flash that really stood out, and that's kind of what, what I like to take from preseason. Obviously, let's take everything with a grain of salt. You know, keeping in mind, I remember back to Trevor Simeon's first uh, exposure being on the field, and he looked like a superstar. Guy was playing against four stringers. So you you tend to, if you're a capable backup playing against four stringers, you should look like a superstar. Especially when your first team's on the, on the, on the, the field, yeah. The field, exactly. Sure, sure. Anyone for you guys that really, as you're watching this game or things that you've read, seen, kind of flashed for you that, that stood out that you like to see? I mean, nothing in particular, to be honest. They're doing what they needed to do, but the Broncos went into that game trying their hardest, playing their first stringer, so it was just so polar opposite. I mean, I do listen to a couple national outlets, and it was like, okay, the Broncos went all out. They almost played like it was the Super Bowl. I'd be really interested to see what they do this next game. If they even come out with that same mentality at all, they got that big win out of the way. Do they look flat this next game? I'm not sure, but they went all out in that game. So, I mean, that was my takeaway is, okay, well, the Broncos went all out in a preseason game, and do we really take anything from that? So that was kind of my takeaway. I guess my only winner, and it's pretty obvious, I know a lot of these guys are playing for roster spots, things like that, but Patrick Sertan only because Justin Fields looked so good for the Bears, and that's who Broncos are saying we missed out on, we missed him again. Uh, Sertan, pick six, everybody you know, obviously knows that, but uh, I think it was really good to kind of have like a, a standout moment, kind of be like, hey, you know, I'm a good pick. I'm shut down. Um, and, and he, he and looks the technique he looks huge. on that play for anyone who's ever played cornerback in their life. The technique on that play was flawless. I mean, the the coming out of his break, he read the eyes. He never looked at the receiver once. He was looking at the quarterback the whole way. He knew exactly where the ball was going. He was there. He makes the play. So uh, that was good. I like to see him flash make that play. Uh, another guy that I'm a little surprised he played as much as he did. But I mean, he is listed like fourth on their depth chart right now. So I do well, get I, that. I don't. I don't think it's an issue of him being a bad player. I think he can no. certainly play. It's the impact. A, What's the impact? That, how many wins does that But I think he, I think he was a good pick. I mean, rewinding, did right. you guys like that pick overall? It, aside from the fact that Justin Fields was sitting there, yeah, <laughs> I like the pick. I like him. If it wasn't going to be a quarterback, I'm as happy with him as I would have been with anyone. Do you like, like it, Nick? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was solid. I, you know, we don't really know. We miss on we missed on Josh Allen. Uh, it seems like, you know, TB, it, TBD on, on Justin Fields. I mean, you took the best player 
some would say available. And yeah. Justin yeah. Fields was kind of an unknown. And I think that um, you, the Broncos took the best player available. So w- with Sertan, I mean, these two are going to be linked for sure. their careers, at least in the eyes of Broncos fans. But it's not about Sertan. To me, he can't control anything. Yep. He could be the best. He could be a Hall of Fame cornerback. Exactly. He could be the best in the league. It's more about Justin Fields and how his career turns out. Because if he's a middle of the road quarterback, then it's like we did the right thing. If Justin Fields turns into a top five quarterback in the league, it doesn't matter how good Sertan is. You can find a lot more shutdown cornerbacks than you can franchise quarterbacks. I mean, playing with the logic we were just playing with, Justin Fields looked really good. Third and four stringers. Rookies sure. generally don't have a game plan, at least for the first four to five games. So, yeah. I mean, of course he's going to look good, and, but not that I Justin dislike him. Justin Fields but. was out there doing what Justin Fields does. He was not on time. He's not in rhythm. That was a guy getting out of the pocket, making plays with his athleticism, with his arm. We all knew he could do that. We saw that the last couple of years. The challenge for a running quarterback like that, and this isn't a Bears podcast. We're not going to spend all day on this, but the challenge for a guy like that is prove that you can play on schedule, as they say. One, two, three steps, it's hit not the guy a, it, in it, route. I don't think it has anything to do with running, and it's about he went to Ohio State. Sure, sure. I mean, I think that's it. Look at these quarterbacks coming out of OU, how adapt they are to the NFL, and then these, and then these quarterbacks coming out of Ohio State who don't know seemingly what the hell is going on. Right. So that's a big right. deal, It's a too. simplified offense. Yeah. So I don't know if it's as much the running as he hasn't done this a whole lot in his life before. Sure, sure. So, so a couple of Broncos players that did stand out to me, and it's less about what they actually did necessarily within the game and their stats or anything like that, but uh, the first one is K.J. Hamler. This is a guy that I thought was a swing and a miss last year. I thought it when they made the pick. I wasn't sure what the thought process was taking receivers in the first and second round. A uh, guy that had a lot of injuries through his his college career that was injured coming out. I think it was a reach. Now, that being said, I saw what they saw in him in the speed and the ability to do a lot of different things. They were handing him the ball in the backfield, end arounds, you know, giving him the ball at the line of scrimmage, the, obviously the deep pass, the 80-yard pass from, from Locke early in the game. So I really liked what I saw out of Hamler. Now, don't play him another snap. I don't want him to get hurt. Like, come on. <laughs> right. this, is a, this is a guy that has been nursing ligament and, and hamstring issues for years. So let's not mess with that. The other guy that really stood out, and it's because I think it's the biggest need on this Broncos defense. That's Justin, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing it right. I've heard a million times. Strinad? Is that? I have no idea. Strinad. The linebacker they drafted a year ago, or two years ago, possibly. Uh, and he's kind of that inside-outside linebacker hybrid, but they're lining him up on off-ball inside linebacker, and it's his speed. It's his ability in coverage that I'm really excited about, because I think that is a huge hole for this Broncos defense. Josie Jewell does not belong on a starting <laughs> roster. He should not. He is not a starting caliber, uh, caliber player. Flat out. If he's your third or fourth linebacker, great. Great player. Good special teams guy. I think he belongs on an NFL roster. He should not be your arguably number one linebacker. I think I think Alexander Johnson probably overtook him in that role this last year, but Alexander Johnson's more of a downhill guy. He's a big guy. He's a good presence in the running game. He has some coverage ability, but he's probably coming off the field and coverage down, whereas Justin Strenak can be that guy that stays in, in nickel, in dime, and can be a good coverage player. The Broncos need him to step into that role. I also did hear today uh, Baron Browning been medically cleared, so hopefully nice. he's 
he's another guy in that same mold of Justin Strenad that uh, hopefully, I, I think it's obviously it's tough. He's very late getting involved right. with the team, so you probably won't see much from Baron Browning early in the season, maybe not really even at all. You kind of saw Justin Strenad last year had a kind of red shirt year. So let's see. Let's see what comes. Let's see again. I want to see... Justin Sternad is one that I would say you absolutely keep playing him a ton through these preseason games. See what you have in them. And is this a guy that could potentially be a starter for you? Yeah, broken wrist last year. I mean, you know, say reports come out that he's playing lights out and let's go. He's big. He's a long guy. Yep. It's it's about the depth. I mean, you know, that's what you're really looking for. And, and it's going to be so key this year. The Broncos are probably playing in the toughest division, right? Like we can agree that the Chiefs, the Chargers are going to be really good this we year. Agree. Yeah, so you got to have depth and this is what a lot of this adds up to you know these guys who we can look at uh, throughout the season so it is positive in a lot of ways but i mean we'll we'll see if you know guys come back from injury and you know what can happen so. but talking about guys flashing that um you know maybe it's a little bit of a false hope in what you're seeing i want to throw out the name trinity benson and that was number 12 out there for anyone who watched the whole game he was making huge plays in the second half and everyone's talking about oh trade tim patrick we got the guy you know we got the like <laughs> come on pump the brakes people again this is guy playing against third and fourth guys it's always great to see that's where guys like tim patrick came about there's a lot of good guys in the NFL that were undrafted or late drafted guys that came out and showed through camp, showed through preseason. So let's see what Trinity Benson brings, but like let's pump the brakes just a little bit to want to start trading away our starters. That's already. always going to happen. I know. One catch, one big play. Everyone wants to pull the cord. The overreaction. Exactly. All right. So before we get off of Broncos, I did see something else that came out today. Uh, Pro Football Focus. They have been going through position by position, ranking their top 32. Uh, obviously, Pro Football Focus, I think everyone at this point is very familiar with it. They're a very stat-based organization. In fact, everything they do is based on stats and analytics. And it's a different angle for, for sports that I think even five years ago wasn't really respected the way it is now. But pro football focus, particularly when it comes to offensive line play, is sort of regarded as kind of controversial almost, and that a lot of people would strongly disagree with some of their okay, grades and things like that. But hold on, hold on. I just want to be fair to pro football focus here. Do, what do you think is more likely? We all know so much about offensive line that we can trash pro football focus, or pro football focus has it's, found a way to quantify what not, happens on the line, something just we people, don't understand, and we're going, oh, that's nonsense. Why? Well, it doesn't seem. It's right. less the people like you and me and athletes will will you know offensive linemen will criticize but what again, they're seeing, and 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 here's an argument that I've heard. Okay, a lot of blocking schemes have what's considered a combo block, right? The left guard and the left tackle are both supposed to hit the one guy and then somebody goes off to hit the other guy, the linebacker typically, right? So if, say, the tackle doesn't go do his part on the combo block, the guard may get graded down because he missed but a block. pro football focus takes this into account. But they don't see that. They don't know what the play yes, call was. Yes, they do. They they do. They're they not in the do. huddle. Pro football focus goes do. so in-depth with this stuff. I think it's play-by-play. Hey, play, I want to be very clear. I am a big supporter of pro football focus. I but, believe the analytics, to what you're saying, your eyes can fool you. The analytics don't typically... But, but but I think what the, what they do is they take that into account. I think what Pro Football Focus does better than anyone is they get rid of all the BS on the outside and all the noise. So if you're a quarterback and your receivers drop twenty balls, you know 
even the average fan may say, yeah, he didn't have a great day, blah, blah, blah. But Pro Football Focus is going to go in and say, okay, where were the passes? Were these receivers covered? What down was it? So for the linemen, I'll admit myself, I don't know all everything that's going on online. I can't evaluate or scout or a, a lineman. So I trust, trust Pro Football Focus that if something in that scenario like you just gave happens, that they're not going to downgrade someone who did their job or was affected by a lineman on that play. And I do believe they go so in-depth they're watching it essentially. I know this may be a bit much on slow motion, play by play. So no, I don't think that is a bit much. I absolutely would believe that they are breaking right, right. plays so, down to so, that. So level. my whole thing is, you know, when even athletes. I mean, I think it's been proven. You, you ever see like NBA players rank the best players in the league or football players? Look at players? the uh, NFL do, uh, or NFL Network's top 100 players. Exactly, that, but voted by the players. Well, so right. I mean, here, here's the deal, right? Last year, Garrett Bowles. Played over a thousand snaps, seven penalties, zero sacks allowed. In addition, the real hero for Broncos fans is Mike Munchak. Came in, offensive line guru, comes in, takes a broken Garrett Bowles. Everybody wants to cut this guy. Mike Munchak comes in, all of a sudden, Garrett Bowles is really good. Top 10, what is he? We said seventh. Yeah. Seventh pro football so, focus. So, I mean, he's a beast. Yeah. And he got paid. And, so. and just to get to, to reference the list, so this is pro football focuses, and this is how they they uh, categorize it because it is kind of important to know this. It's the 32 best offensive tackles entering the 2021 season. So this isn't specific about last year, how they perform. This is who they are projecting to be the top-ranked offensive tackles in the NFL this year. I mean, and Garrett Bowles comes in at number seven. But this is right go. and left tackle. Let's go. Their reasons were that he was a top performer, according to their metrics, week after week. He cut down on penalties significantly. 14 to 7. Yeah, which was you know one of the big deals. And he provided clean play. He led all tackles on the year in total starts with one or fewer pressures allowed. Again, he led all tackles on the year in total starts with one or fewer pressures allowed and ranked third among that group. Among that group Let's go. In negatively so, graded. I love here's here's something right I want to counter that with, though, Tyler, is do we not expect a bit of a regression to the mean? I, I think it's smart to expect. He's This was him playing lights out. But what is his I, mean? Like, and you that's so the thing. Bad. I don't he think it's so as bad, bad as he was, but I do think it is an overreaction to jump him up into the top 10 of offensive tackles. I mean, you're borderline top five offensive tackles. You're telling me there aren't more than six guys offensive tackles in this league better than Garrett Bowles. And I, I, I believe he is on the right path. I think I mean, he is a good tackle, but I think that is a an overreaction to what we saw in one season last year. Some of the players behind him, Laramie Tunzel, Houston, Taylor Morton, Carolina. See, I don't even know. Taylor Lane Morton. Johnson, Philadelphia yeah, Eagles. I think he's 10. a great player. Dwayne Brown sort of had a little bit of a fall off last year with the Seahawks, but Jack Conklin... With the Browns, um, I think at at fourteen is Mike McGlinchey. I mean, the thing uh, is, the Jake thing Matthews. Is too, I mean, there's a lot of guys. Orlando Brown Jr. at seventeen. Yeah. I mean, Garrett Bowles at the end of the day also is an older player. I think he was twenty six or twenty seven yeah, when he got he drafted. Uh, he's, right. he's fully developed. I mean, he's a grown man. Most of these guys that he's playing with, twenty three, twenty four. I mean, why not expect him? Especially again, Mike Munchak is known as an offensive line guru why would we not expect the same and, thing and now he's got an extra year in mike munchek system vic fangio he's got more predictability in regards to what is to be expected 
I actually think that's a really good point that I had not really taken into account. When you see him as a fifth-year player, you're kind of thinking, you know, where is he going to yeah. settle himself in over the next three to four years? That's going to become his prime. He's already really at prime, and he's he's probably only got two or three years left of prime. So you're right. You, you may be right in that if, if you're going to see him maximize his potential for a two- to four-year span, we may have seen that start last year. I hope you're right. And I and I, I do again want to want to kind of go back to saying, Pro Football Focus is rarely off on these things. They they do a very good job at what they do, and so I was just surprised at that. I I really really came away Which from is that fair. thinking I would have had him if you were asking me. And again, I'm not an analytics person personally. I do follow analytics, but. I'm not good at numbers, guys. You know, <laughs> um, I would have said probably in the 12 to 15 range. I think that would have been in my mind a more appropriate number. That and we're most teams have a tackle as good or better than him. Well, we're comparing this with all tackles, right? Right Correct. and left. Yeah. So 64 total tackles. We're comparing this. He's in the top. Shoot, you know, 12, 13 percent. Yeah. So love it. No, me too. I mean, it's good sign for the Broncos, and I think that if you look at his whole career. This is who he is. He's been a great tackle for a long time. I mean, he struggled for a little bit in the NFL, but now that he's learned, I think we're going to see uh, good things this year. I actually, the closer we get to the season, the more excited I get about this offensive line. I, I'm I really ready to do, be hurt again. I, I hope, <laughs> I hope right. they can figure out some sort of semblance of a right tackle, but other than that, I do think they're going to be very strong at this offensive line. Yeah. Did you guys get a chance to at least tune in and see the Field of Dreams game that the MLB put on in Iowa? I was at a restaurant, but I got to see like the first half of it. It was really cool. It was sweet. Yeah. The uh, you know, people maybe, are kind of calling it cheesy, corn. but I thought it was a really cool idea. I thought it was fun. Who's calling it cheesy? See, who's calling it cheesy? I have a problem with that. I mean, most people were because it's the same. It's probably the same people who think the baseball is boring, right? It, you know, what? It, it's exactly yeah. what it is. And then, the, and then baseball tries to do something, and that's ah, so stupid. It's like, okay, they're trying here. They're at least trying to spice things up. I was reading that it's like the first game ever outside of a team stadium in the MLB's history. Rob Manfred going back to what the 1800s. I mean, come on, <laughs> this is insane. It was you fun, have though. not it ever was, thought that was a good idea. It was cool to watch. Yeah, I liked it. I think a lot of money went into that. They better keep using that. Uh, that I know, field. right? <laughs> well, I heard they were charging like 400 bucks a ticket too. Oh, so. and I'm sure if you build it, they will come. <laughs> they will pay. <laughs> they will definitely yeah. pay. Um, so that inspired me a little bit, okay? And it kind of got me a little nostalgic. Thought about, you know, so uh, Feel the Dreams came out in the 80s. You know, we're all 90s kids. So I, we, I, yeah, I, I assume we've all, we've all watched Watch it. We've all watched the movie, but... If not, I hey, no no, I'm not going to critique you for what it. Movie? But it was uh, Field of Dreams. Oh, of course. well, the, what we're just talking about, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it Can't was before our time. Yeah. We didn't grow up with that movie necessarily. I I didn't grow up watching that movie, and it got me thinking about the kind of nostalgic fields, stadiums from uh, movies growing up that hmm. I'd, I'd kind of like to recreate a game, even if it's just the boys out back playing a game. Okay, okay. so. 
Uh, I wanted to throw it out there. If you guys have any thoughts, I have a few of ones that I wanted to recreate. This is again, fully nostalgic. There's no rhyme or reason or rules to this. It doesn't even have to be realistic. Like for example, my first one I'd love to see recreated the original space jam. So, 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 okay? so it's, so this is fake arenas that, fake we, arenas. Want, that we want to go to that we would love to see recreated in real life. Okay, Space Jam is Spa- the original Space the Jam. The only one. Oh, that, that'd be cool. There was a gravity the situation out there that the seemed like it would benefit basketball. Like benefit gravity me. didn't quite work the same way in that in that arena. I, I just I'd love to see it recreated. Okay, and they got those nice box seats where the the guy was yeah sitting, Danny DeVito. No, I would yeah Danny yes. DeVito right? sitting yeah. yelling at the game. I would good pay seats. good money to sit in yeah, those. Yeah, I would too. That's a good one. The only okay. one that comes to mind is the Sandlot because yeah. nothing screams sports like being extremely afraid of Hercules in the back and yeah. just playing baseball in absolute but fear. But I think, I think we should play the game and you only get one ball. <laughs> so you give up a home run. You got to get you it. You got to go get it. You got to go get it. Well, Penny the case, Jet could. We can't put Connor on the mound then. No. <laughs> <laughs> that pulley um, system in the sandlot was all time. Still just the most crazy thing I've ever seen. Eight-year-olds, 10-year-olds, whatever do. How are you guys not bringing up the Waterboy Stadium? Where the, oh! where the Mud Dogs play. <laughs> How did I miss that one? <laughs> As Gio knows. <laughs> right? Mud Dogs. Or, or the we Bourbon Bowl. Where was the I Bourbon Bowl The Bourbon Bowl, exactly. I don't remember where I was, but yeah. I had to go to the Bourbon Bowl. Hey, well, also, <laughs> what do you think the drink of choice is at the Bourbon Bowl? It's got to be bourbon. It's got to be. Some I think nice I bourbon. like that game. I think I'm having you a know, good time there. And and I've I've uh, I like some bourbon occasionally, but recently I've been going some scotch, scotch. scotchy Whoa. scotch, scotch. Mm, yeah, they're both they're both nice, but we'll be going scotch. So though. what I have found with scotch versus bourbon, okay. Scotch, and I'm going to just preface this. I am very new into the whiskey game. I've always, always a beer drinker. COVID hit. I drank so much beer, I had to get onto something else. <laughs> yeah, I waking. had to find yeah. something else. And so I got onto whiskey this last year. And when it comes to scotch, you're talking bottles over $60, $80, $100. You get Pass. some really good scotch, okay? You buy a cheaper bottle of scotch, you will regret it, yeah. okay? There is some really good cheap bourbon. You don't have to spend $100 a bottle for a good bottle of bourbon, okay? okay? okay. So if you're a little more on a budget, I'd recommend sticking within bourbon. What's, right. What scotch have you gone for? Uh, the one you told me, Johnny Walker Red Label. Yeah, that's wow. a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. And that's a, that actually is a cheaper one. That yeah, is that good. is. It's not up there, but yeah. 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 Um, it's never had scotch. Not bad, so... Mm. Yeah, it's it's got a you know I mean it's definitely different. I mean it it it's they always say it's a more of acquired taste for Scotch mm. versus bourbon. I got the stainless steel ice cubes too, so it doesn't what melt do in drinks. <laughs> I like see. I honestly, I, this is how you know I'm a weak whiskey drinker. I like me some whiskey on the rocks. You gotta you gotta see, get a little I little melting don't mind going the little on. Ice opens it up a little bit. The the stainless steel ice cubes aren't the as great as they would seem. Okay. So what happens is they kind of get stuck together on the bottom because there's only four, you know, or whatever. The four get stuck on the bottom, no matter how many you have in there. And so whenever you tip it over to drink, you have to do like a balancing act because one might drop and like shatter the glass, especially if you, if you have a oh, thin yeah. glass. Yeah, so yeah. kind of heavy. Okay. So uh, I like the circular ones. Give me the big round. See, yeah. I did the square. Oh, I got nice. the square. Yeah. The square, but the same idea. Yeah. The big square ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So Go, uh, getting back here. Little, little Giants. Yes. I, yes. Uh, <laughs> Urbania is the town, I is believe. That, is that it? I with, could uh, not. For the life of me, find the stadium name anywhere. I would want to go online. there, though. Um, 
and uh, it's not free to watch that movie, so I wasn't gonna. But you got to do it. the annexation of Puerto Rico <laughs> if you go there. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, annexation of Is Puerto that Rico. a hundred yard field though? Uh, we we'd pull some strings. Yeah, yeah. We'd well, we could also just play like a flag football game on like a forty yard field. We still got to get our, more appropriate. Our field goal kicking contest would happen there. How about okay, that? but I think you guys are missing a, a big one, which you you brought up Waterboy, which I can't believe I didn't mention. But how about Happy Gilmore, man? There's yeah. there's two or three courses <laughs> on course. there. I'd really love to see the putt putt course recreated. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the Happy Land. Right, you're gonna right? die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. But there's the Waterbury Open, you know, and then of course the Tour Championship. That just looks like a phenomenal mm. course and i think if they were smart if they were going to rebuild that course it would be post tower falling over so everyone on the 18th green has to hit through the tower well jokes like on that. them play I'm the spraying ball my ball right price. regardless <laughs> so it doesn't matter i've got one more here and this isn't from an old movie it's from a newer movie but it was a really cool stadium did you guys ever see the dark knight rises yes man remember the explosion scene where they're running through the football stadium sure yeah, that's a pretty cool stadium. See, I thought that was Heinz Field. And I only say Is that because Field? there are so many Pittsburgh Steelers players in that scene, if you go uh, look, like like Heinz uh, Ward is the one who okay. is running well, the ball. You, you gotta, you, you can't hold that against me. I mean, no, 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 I've no. never been to Heinz Field. It's a who disappointing wants to go movie, to anyways. <laughs> I honestly, no, you did not. Dark Knight Rises is good, not great. Wow, Nick. Okay, okay. Wow. Rank the movies in okay. order. Rank them the the, the trilogy Dude. in order. Well, first of all, Dark Knight Rises is like a top 10 overall movie of all time, so mm. I completely disagree with Nick there. It's the best of all of them. Dark Knight Rises is the best movie. I disagree like because of the like the gravity of uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, man. That creeped me out. Yeah. I mean, like like real psycho creep out. The, you know? I, I love And so I, I think that movie, the impact it had on me, I have to go two, which is Dark Knight, ahead of Dark Knight Rises. Both are way better. I don't even remember. The Batman Begins. Oh, like, that movie was so It was okay. Batman 2 is one. Batman Begins is two. And Dark Knight Rises is a wow. distant third. Uh, cool. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. What about Dark Knight Rises do it's you not like? Poor writing. They break, Heath, they break, not Heath Ledger. They break Christian Bale's back, and all of a sudden, he's climbing yeah, ropes. I it's, uh, it's just kind of wild. Okay. okay. You okay. do know. Nick, you, you actually are on to something I'll there. I'll 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 get, I'll I want to hear, I wanna hear what movies you're into. I want to hear some movie But, but can you at least, can, can we at least acknowledge that Bane, uh, and I'm slipping on the actor's name, uh, Tom Hardy was, he was a badass as Bane. He's good, not great. I can kind of do an impression. Is this Bane? Well, hello, Mr. Batman. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> it's actually not bad. It's actually not bad. But it's really, fine. Batman begins. A, oh, man. Yeah, that twist at the end is crazy. Watch it again. We'll I talk. can do uh, another impression. Uh, have you guys seen The Simpsons? Yeah. Sure. Com- <gasps> comic Wait, book oh, hold on. Really? Okay, have yeah, we was, seen The yeah, Simpsons? Yeah, I agree. Okay, yeah. thank right. you. Move Com- on. Uh, comic book guy, The Simpsons. You do not come to... Comic book store and it know what you comic you want to buy. You don't come here and browse. <laughs> you just like instantly gained two hundred pounds. Like <laughs> boom, right there. Best episode ever. <laughs> that's what that's what the fans are going to be saying about this right. episode right here. Uh, boy, okay, exactly. we have gotten off the rails though a little bit yeah, here. Any really other am. any other uh, stadiums? Anything? Uh, I can't you guys think of any others. Want to throw? Okay, I, I remember with the Happy Gilmore one. I'll meet you on the ninth read at nine. I would actually imagine that's a good time there. Well, but the sprinklers come on. Yeah, remember? but still, if prank. you decided to actually <laughs> hang out at the ninth green at nine, it'd be a good time. Mm-hmm. Just bring your swimsuit. That's yeah. all you got to do. That'd be a good time with, what was her name? Uh, Miss uh, Virginia Yeah, Bennett. Yeah. There we go. Bennett. Re- Regina George. Babe. <laughs> Love her. All right. Sorry. Okay. 
We're going to move on. Talk a little Rockies, okay? And Do I, we have to? I have to express just the utmost disappointment in the Rockies. Okay? Again? No. <laughs> if you're going to be bad, if you're going to be bad... Be record-setting bad. Be trend. I mean, you gotta push the envelope. Be terrible. Be the worst ever. Last night they got their 14th road win. They no longer will have any possibility of having the worst road record of all time. Isn't that a good thing? No. Don't if you're gonna be, be bad, if but you're not gonna be there, no. You want to show up in the record book somehow. Okay. <laughs> any way that you can, it's worth it. Well, you know the Rockies. Okay, so we've talked about their home road splits. You know the Rockies actually are twenty-one and sixteen against lefties. Interesting. Yeah. So when the Rockies play lefties, they actually and do really well. I'm trying well. to think. Don't they have quite a few lefties on their roster? I can't think right off the top of my head. I don't yeah, have it. I don't know if it's any more than any other you know team on average, average. But yeah, I mean, I, I just looked at that because we always talk home road, sure. but it's like twenty-one and sixteen against lefties. So that's a big deal. But. So since Connor isn't here, um, I felt the need to bring in the stat of the week. Stat of the week. Okay. Stat of the week. Uh, with last <laughs> night's win, they have, again, as I mentioned, 14 road wins. Okay. Hey, yeah. can we do a better intro? All right, so here, I'm going to start right here, and then you come in right here, and then I'll go, okay, ready? Stat of the week. Stat of the week. Stat of the week. I think you yeah. need to do the first three <laughs> and then soap so you do the second False three. False <laughs> You guys will have to work on that next week. Yeah, Connor. practice. Yeah, all okay. Right, there we okay. Go. okay. Uh, I have not ever been asked to sing uh, on air before, so yikes. It's fine. Yeah. Um, okay, fine. so as I mentioned, 14 road wins. They have nearly as many walk-off wins. With that win last night, they got their 11th walk-off win of the season. Ice water, baby. Ice Wouldn't water. That, we want to talk Gatorade about records, man. That's got to be some sort of record. If you can outpace yourself, get more wins with a walk-off hit or home run than you can in any fashion on but the But here's road. the thing. I, I hate to be negative Rockies when we're trying to find one positive thing all season, but we just talked about statistics, and I do work in stats, and unfortunately, when you have only a handful of things like this, and you're talking about one-run games, it can go either way. I don't think there's much we can actually <laughs> take from this. And if anything, like Jared mentioned, isn't this kind of a negative? Don't we want to get the first overall pick and get up there yeah. in terms of getting these best these great players. I know. And can we draft a pitcher with this pick that we're okay. going to get? Okay. I am not letting you off the hook though, friend. I brought this up last week. Your I'm boy. Not your friend, guy. Kumar Rocker. Kumar. Kumar. Didn't even get signed by the Mets. They're so concerned about Let's his elbow issues. Let's pick him up. Let's pick him up. They're so concerned <laughs> about the elbow <laughs> problems he had in him. college. They were not willing to sign the guy they drafted in care. a top 15 I don't pick. care. Lucas Giolito threw a no You had him year. on their roster by Car the end of the season. Carlos Rondon for the White Sox had two, two arm surgeries, came back this year, threw a no-hitter. Tyler, looking you to have said he would be the, on their MLB roster by the end of the season. Well, maybe I was wrong with that one. <laughs> right, maybe that was a bit of an oversight on my part. Uh, let's move that to two years. All right, Let's move that okay. one year down the road. Okay, but also, though, Rockies... Do go get him. Yes, because now if you can I'm get him saying, on the cheap, bro. this is what you need. Bring in a guy Rockies like that. go get him. Make a move exactly. That's Let what him be a relief do. pitcher. If he doesn't have the elbow to be a starter anymore, that's fine. You need guys on the back end, okay? The Mets have never swung and missed with a rookie before, a prospect. Okay. I will give you that. Yeah, you, the don't, Mets don't, you don't want to just look at what the Mets are doing and say that was what you're supposed go to do. Go get him, Rockies. I go get him. 
I mean, the Rockies can't do much right, but if you can do something, That's right. go get Kumar Rocker. <laughs> Kumar. All right, before we get out of here, I did want to touch. The the Nuggets have uh, gone through their summer league. I didn't even realize. I, I actually watched all of yeah, but summer league zero is, seconds is like of th- this. Isn't it three games? Yeah, I didn't know I that. Would, I would kill to go to Vegas during summer league and just sit there and watch these guys. Okay. Because they're all playing like the same arena then, huh? Yeah, it's just right. I think it's at T-Mobile. Or I think it's at T-Mobile, and uh, again, go out there, have some fun. And it's because Nick's got a guy he can make uh, obscure prop bets through, <laughs> so he bets on it's the game. It's called games. DraftKings. Ever heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's got a guy now. Right. But uh, yeah, so summer league. Did you get a chance, Nick, to tune in, or are you like the rest of us who did not care? I saw very little. Uh, to be totally honest, saw some highlights. See Leangelo? No, I, I saw Leangelo. Leangelo Ball? He's, I don't know if they'll is, keep him. He's crushing from the three-point line. Is he the youngest of the He's balls? the middle. The middle, middle child. Forgotten. And if uh, you have to ask, you ain't a big baller. <laughs> no, what is it? If you can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't afford it, then you ain't a big okay. baller. Okay. Uh, I really hate it, and I don't know the dad's name, but but Papa, Papa uh, Ball. What is it? Uh Oh God! What is his name? Good, forgettable. He's yeah, forgettable. <laughs> exactly. I hated Levar? him. Lavar. Lavar. I hated I him hate so much <laughs> when they when they came onto the scene. But the more you listen to this guy talk, he's a riot, and I I think he needs to get into sports, being a sports personality oh, because oh no. don't do this. he is in the mold of a. I'm a he's in the mold don't, of don't a, do a Stephen A. Smith. Just he's gonna make Eddie ridiculous statements, just yeah. piss Stop. people off, but people can't get enough of th- I mean oh that's God. what our today's world is honestly dude I'm into him I like him I think he's entertaining if I- he was on an hour show every day oh I God. would listen to it I hate I that probably would too. I, hate I probably would too LeVar he doesn't mean to be annoying he just is annoying yeah, that's I- so true <laughs> he has no idea but the dude he keeps doubling down on challenging Jordan uh, I mean the and Nuggets, where Nuggets like, should pick up LiAngelo no, who is he playing for right now Charlotte uh, yeah Okay. Of course. Okay. Of course. But no, so, I mean, I mean the Nugs looked, you know. Coming out of this, I think there was there's two guys that I kind of heard played well, and and that's, you know, Bones Highland, the, the first-round draft pick. He was averaging, I believe, over 20 points through those three games. Uh, really good to see him transitioning quickly. Obviously, again, as we're talking similar to preseason for the NFL – Understand the caliber of players they're going against. You're not exactly playing first-teamers out there. Uh, another guy, Bull Bull. And mm. he's a name that – I'm kind of curious, Soaps, if uh, you think the Nuggets may look to trade him at all, coming off of a, a good summer league play. I don't know. I think the issue is uh, he's really tall. Uh, he can't really create for others, and I think that's their biggest issue. And he's, you know, obviously he's really tall, but it's tough to say the value that you would get for a guy like that. Uh, they, it, they don't know. They don't know his upside. I mean, he's huge. I mean, that's that's. The if you say packaged him with first rounders. I'm sorry. If you package him along with, oh, a I thought you said. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It would be tough. I mean, there's always going to be a team that'll that'll take it, but uh, I just don't see it. I mean, Bull Bull, they they want him. He's he's more of like a just a score, and he but just then, scores. But then why wouldn't know. they have played him more? I mean, they sat him in the last game, and when they when. Uh, they were asked why they sat him. It's just like, hey, quote here from the coach. It was one of those things. Hey, he's done enough. He did well. Let some of the other guys play. Except Bull was the eighth leading scorer in summer league, almost 22 points a game, and he had almost 15 shots a game. So the offense is going through him. He's doing really well. So I kind of think if you are looking to trade him, you wouldn't want him to get hurt. You would want him to have these yeah, stats. Yeah, strike while the iron's You hot. can say he was the eighth best player. He's got these stats. He's and, a guy that could to, not crack the roster really all season last year. So, and, so and either they saw enough and they're like, hey, we can sit him. We've 
Or, like Jared said, for a guy who couldn't, you know, really get time last year, they decided to sit him because he was doing so well. I mean, I don't get that. And for a team that, in my mind, is in win-now mode, you have a one- to two-year window here. This is your opportunity. I'm not saying Bull Bull is necessarily the guy, but if you can package any number of first-round picks that you have to, along with a young player that's not Michael Porter Jr., let's be very clear on that because everyone wants to throw him as the guy you trade, but mm-hmm. you do not trade him. But if you can if you can trade a guy like Bull Bull, maybe some future first-round picks, get a, a top-tier player on an expiring contract, maybe it's a huge contract even that expires at the end of this year that or, at, or next year that you can get out of that big money, but you can get that production for a year. You need that. You need to fill that hole from Jamal Murray. I think it'll be interesting to see just kind of what they're playing is with Bull Bull. You know, again, they practice, the coaches see everything in practice and all that, but it'll be interesting to see kind of where he ends up in the rotation. He's, he's obviously going to get minutes at the beginning of the year. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how he shakes out. I, I think that's kind of where they're at. You know, obviously Bones Highland seems to be super legit. So um, Bones, I know you're Bones, high on him. Oh, yeah. Do you feel better or worse coming out of summer league or did that do nothing for you? I feel the same. I think that guy's a, I think that guy's a steal. Uh, he's really, really long and, uh, some of the highlights that you did see, I mean, he just just goes right past his defender. So it, it'll be nice to have. And I think that's your answer in regards to necessarily. I, I, I doubt you're going to be getting much for Bowl Bowl. I doubt that a bunch of that's late game, late 20s, right. late 20s first round picks. Nuggets aren't going to have any high picks for the next couple of years. That's obvious. So, I mean, value's low, but um, Bones Highland's going to be really, really good. So. Any chance he cracks his starting lineup this year, Bones Highland? Uh, I don't think so, uh, depending on injuries, obviously. Sure. But uh, I definitely think yeah, he's right now injury free. No <laughs> yeah, so we. Weird. Yeah. Uh, I think he eats into Composo's minutes. He'll definitely play over Austin Rivers, and it'll just kind of see how they play together. I mean, it's uh, it, it's it's all happening so quick with with COVID. It's crazy how how quickly all this is already happening again. So uh, Zeke Naji, he didn't look too good during summer camp. I mean, his his second year on the Nugs, and what he shoot two for eighteen from three point range. That uh, sounds relatable. like my stat line. Yeah, relatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and look, the reason what that's being put forth was the format of summer league isn't conducive to his play or the team play. It's like, we're making excuses. It's his yeah, second year. If there's one good. sport that a star player transcends anything you're trying to do, it's basketball. Yeah, I, so. I'm sorry. You got a star out there. He's going to look good. So not good for Zeke Naji. Two of 18 from three point range. So not how you want to uh, end things in the, in the summer league, but look, I mean, overall a couple of nugs look pretty good. So, all right, that does it for us today, guys. Uh, Connor will be back in next week. Thanks again for Tyler for joining us here. For Nick Sopris, I'm Jared All. Make sure you guys check us out at Red Rock Sports One. Or follow us every week, releasing these shows every Wednesday. Thanks for stopping by.